Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living by the Law, the podcast discussing fictional worlds and how wondrous and ridiculous they are. My name is Matt, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jude and Guy. Living by the Law is not currently sponsored. If you'd wish to sponsor us, go outside and pick up the first bug you find. Comfort that bug and make it feel at home. Then whisper your deepest, darkest secrets into its ear. We will hear you. We always do. This episode we'll be talking about Hollow Knight, a game about a fallen bastion ruled by bugs and toppled by radiance. Warning, this episode contains spoilers for Hollow Knight, the 2017 game by Team Cherry. You're both criminals for making me get up this early, you're ungodly motherfuckers. I <laughs> It's on the record now. It we makes me get so early. angry. But it's not listen. A, it's not early for me, it's afternoon. Well yeah, you live away from us, so I would say that though that I've got a good good thing for you guys, because we're about to go god shopping. God shopping? We're about to go god shopping. T- to preface this, Jude and I have no clue what this episode is. I about. changed my topic halfway through the week when I was writing it because I got bored with the other topic. I mean, that's fair. This week's episode will be about Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is a Metroidvania developed by Team Cherry in 2017 and uh, focuses in on a mysterious kingdom which you play as a small bug exploring. Interesting, interesting. Have you either of you heard of this game before? I have heard the name Hollow Knight. Yes, it's 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 very universally kind of known as the sort of resurgence and well re like reintroduction of the Metroidvania kind of topic. There are some other ones like Ori and the Blind Forest and some other bits and pieces. What's Metroidvania? So as a topic, um, Metroidvania comes from two game titles, which is Super Metroid and uh, Symphony of the Night um, Castlevania. I think. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, two games, yeah. essentially, which focused yeah. on not a linear story progression where you follow the events of the story. It's an open world which slowly opens through the ability of, like, you gain a double jump or you gain a super right. run or you yeah. gain a fire-resistant suit and that allows you to access new areas. Is Super Metroid, is that, like, Kirby and Metroid? Super Metroid Samus. Ah, oh, Samus, okay. Cool, Samus cool. Oran, yes. Um, yeah. So that sort of game, one of the things that that game very much emphasised is a sort of deeper world. So rather than having events of the story, you sort of fight the things that are in the world. Dark Souls is kind of a Metroidvania, but not really. Um, right, it's, okay. a bit, it's a bit difficult to describe, but uh, essentially it focuses in on a very deep world with a lot of details. One of the things that Metroid did, which was really, really cool at the time, despite the fact that it was sort of 8-bit, was they had these little details in the world. Like, outside some of the boss rooms, they'd have uh, corpses with, like, sort of ruined heads. And this is back in the day when memory usage was very small. So they didn't... A lot of game developers didn't have the space for this sort of stuff. So having mm. this sort of deeper world was a new thing, which is why Metroid and Castlevania sort of defined the genre in that sort of way. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, someone's banging clams down my hallway and it's really annoying not the clams I'm, i was thinking coconuts um it's all I was thinking, do you remember like the future i remember so the clams the clams yeah how do you get clams and coconuts confused because they start with the same letter um so basically <laughs> it comes to this it, it, it's a very deep law and one of the things with hollow knight is the law isn't expressly stated at any time there are some flashbacks and some other bits and pieces but a lot of it and this is one of the reasons that the hollow knight 
uh, community from outside is often seen as quite toxic is that the entire thing is based on theories. It's based on evidence basing on theories, which then the community have argued about since 2017, so for three plus right. years now. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Pat made an episode about it, and everyone hated on him for it because it made no sense with the theories that they'd already defined, and it was absolutely oh. hilarious because everyone was like, Hollow Knight toxic, but actually it was just them defending the theories that they'd created and worked really yeah. hard on. Yeah, that's probably where I know it from. I've seen I've seen a few people play. I think I like. I've seen the start of the game Hollow Knight because I've seen a few people like I watch on YouTube so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. playthroughs and so I, I have the image in my head of like a, a white kind of thing with blacked out eyes. So the the player that you play as, play as is called the Knight. Uh, he has a sort of white uh, like a shell helmet. It's got like is, dung is beetles. He, is he hollow? Of, hmm? We'll get to the hollow bit later. Yeah, um, he's not actually hollow. No. Well, yes, it depends on how you define it. It's very difficult to talk about until I get further into the lore. Um, so he's got sort of like a white shell helmet and like dung beetle sort of like head points, like antlers almost, and then deep black empty eyes and a big cloak that he flies around with. For the benefit of the people listening, uh, Guy is putting his hands on his head like he has antlers. Yeah, and we've got video up for the first time and it's real fucking with me. It is, it is. <laughs> Matt's lying down and Jude looks like he's at a sp- uh, retreat. <laughs> Jude does look like he's at a spa retreat. I've got, got a, a fucking collared t-shirt on. I'm sitting up. I've got a proper chair. Jude, Jude looks like he just got out of the spa and he's massaging like half an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back into the lore. Um, Hollow Knight. Uh, it focuses on the knight who comes to the ancient city of Hallownest, um, and he's there to do something. But we'll get into that later about what it is because there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes behind it. To start out, this is long before the Hollow Knight ever arrives. Well, actually not Hollow Knight, the actual The Knight. I'll get into it. Um, way before anything that we ever see, um, there's an ancient civilization of a society of bugs, which uh, were in Hollow Nest, and they worshipped no gods, but instead it worshipped a very cool black substance called the Void. That's basically all we know about them. <laughs> same, same, that's we me. We love the Void. Yeah, I so also they worship the didn't void. have a god per se, apart from this... Oh shit, hmm? it's keys to the kingdom again. It's the nothing. Kinda, yeah. Actually, yeah, it's really close to it. Um, so yeah, the, <laughs> it was the void and inky black substance. That's basically all we know about it. They built some cool altars and stuff. That's about it. Um, then we kind of skip ahead. One of the other problems with there no being, uh, being no specific law is that there's no real timeline. <laughs> so we're kind of guessing on all the things. It could literally be hours apart, considering the fact that they're bugs, but... You know. mm. um, in Hallow Nest, before most of the events of the law happened, there was uh, essentially it was sort of an area where a small amount of intelligent sort of tribes hung out, um, which included moths, mosskin, who were sort of like intelligent bushes, uh, mushrooms, who chilled with the uh, mosskin, mantises, bees, spiders, and technically weavers. We're not sure about that because the weavers are different from the spiders. They're actually a separate clan who came in later. Um, and they're all big groups. So, first of all, the moths. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moths worshipped the Radiance, who was basically a massive moth that looked like a lamp. She was a higher being. Um, the moths worshipped the lamp. The moths worshipped the lamp. Um, yeah, Limp. and I'll get back to the Radiance in a little bit, but that, that was basically all the moths do. By the time we get to the actual game, the moths are long gone. May I ask one question? No. Fair enough. <laughs> go, go, go. What's up? Um, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> God. Um, the is everything in this world bugs? 
Kind of. So bugs is a loose term. They're all bipedal. Um, so they're not bugs as we know them. Um, right. Well, kind of bipedal. Some of them fly. Um, there's also some other bits and pieces, like some jellyfish and stuff. So how you define... Bug is more the term for, like, people, you know? Question. Diff- yes. Does that mean that this game has Mothman? By the time we get there, there are, there's one moth left, and she's a seer. So no... Okay. It's kind of a Mothman. I'll get to it. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff which requires a lot of pre-explaining. Right, um, okay. Mothman. But yes. Continuing through the groups, there's also the Moskin. So the Moskin and the Mushrooms. Um, they are plant beings uh, who live in an area called Green Path, and they worship a big slug called Un. Um, Un, she's really cool. She basically dreamed the entirety of Green Path into being. It, everything in this area is underground, and so these caves essentially were filled up with bushes and lush moss and these creatures. Um, and so they were all dreamed into being by a big slug who is gone by the time the game's there, but all the bushes are still there. Um, Lovely. So like, kind of like Cthulhu kind of-esque. Kind of, but much nicer. Green Path's actually a really chill place. Okay. Okay. Um, Mantises. Mantises are gods, and I love them. They're not actually gods. They're very cool kids. Um, They worship the blade. They're exceptional warriors. Um, A couple of them are a little bit too exceptional and ended up getting tossed out of their clan for that. But we'll get into it later. (laughs) They were tossed out for being too good. Yeah, pretty much. Well, kind of. Forbidden, You know Forbidden Arts, the Dark Arts? Oh, they were Voldemort. Got it. Kind of. There were the Spiders and the Weavers, who were two different groups. The Spiders were... Spiders. They suck. They live in an area called Deep Nest, which that's sucks. A bit, that's a bit spider-esque. Come on, you can't be, can't be like that. There is one part of Deep Nest, which is to the east, I don't remember, um, where the weavers live, who are kind of like spiders, but a bit cooler. They could actually use their silk to make glyphs and wards, and they're sort of wizards. It's really okay. weird. There's a lot of things in this game where it's sort of, again... It's very vague because we've built... Well, they've built the lore out of these sort of tablets and stuff that are scattered through the game. And there's also an ability called the Dream Nail, which lets you look into dead dr- bugs, like, minds and get, like, a sentence out of them. And so this entire thing is just, like, rammed together sentences and stuff that you pull out, plus a couple of Team Cherry Ask Me Anythings on Reddits, which are... Yeah, it's... um Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. Anyway, now for the big beginning of our lore. These groups all were operating in a very chill sort of area. They were in Hollownest, and they all sort of operated with a certain amount of intelligence outside of Hollownest, H-A, rather than H-O, so... Um, right, yeah, yeah. They... There was... Uh, I, I don't know what it's called officially, but it's basically the wastes. So outside of there, it was just bugs acting like bugs. They would kill each other. They would do stuff. There was no tribes, no clans. It was a free-for-all, you know? Um, yeah. Whereas in... Hollowness, everyone sort of had tribes and worked together and had some sort of culture. So it's like it's like a holy land, like it's a hell of a Yeah, land. in a way, yes. Hmm. Um, the, of course, that can't last. And so another bug, a big bug, came and fucked them all up, kind of. He actually did something good before he fucked it all up. Again, very vague lore, but that's fine. Um, so which is the most bastard bug that you think fucked it up? I mean, we got mantises that are doing dark arts, but I feel like that would be the too obvious answer. Mm. No, so it's none of the bugs that already exist there. It's a separate entity. I have two theories. Ah. Either a dung beetle or it's a centipede, because fuck centipedes, man. You're close with the centipede. Is it it a worm? 
Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Trust, trust. So a worm came, spelt W-Y-R-M, but it's the exact same thing. Um, Travelled to the land uh, of Kingdom's Edge, which is the far reaches of Hallow Nest. Um, and worms are basically huge creatures. Imagine a worm, but like super big. Is um, it mm? general question just from yes. like fantasy stuff? Mm-hmm. Is it an actual worm, or is it like in the sense that people sometimes refer to certain drakes as worms? No, it's a worm. Okay, I think I think the whole point is that it's supposed to be like a dragon worm, but it's actually just a real a normal worm. Yeah, it's just yeah. a big worm. Yeah. Um, one of the problems with it worm. is it's so big we never actually see most of it. The only thing that we mm. see in the game is an area called the hollowed shell, which essentially is the shell of this creature, which is sitting in Kingdom's Edge. Well, that's really cool. Oh, lovely. I like. That. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the worm is a massive creature and its entire being, as far as we know, uh, the purpose of them are to pull bugs into their thrall. Um, that basically means creating kingdoms and stuff like that. And they bring ki- like bugs in to worship them. Um, there are quite a few creatures in this world which sort of inspire worship in a weird way. Um, some of them are referred to as higher beings. So Un's one of them, but she made her subjects. Um, the Radiance is one of them. That's because she's a big fucking lamp. Um, mm-hmm. And the worm's one of them. And the reason that is, is because worms around other creatures seem to inspire some sort of intelligence. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So from the shell of the giant worm uh, on Kingdom's Edge, which you can visit, um, there came an egg from inside it, from which emerged a new cooler bug called the Pale King. Um, he was the worm. He's just now smaller. So that way he can chill with the rest of the bugs and not scare the shit out of them. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, so the, the king, as I mentioned, has some abil- ability to raise bugs from their more bestial nature, so sort of remove that underlying thing that the wastes have. So Hollow Nest was civilized, but it still had an amount of un- disorganization and wasn't civilization as we know it. Sort of tribes ungabunga um, rather than actual... Up is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more than, you know, building cities and structures and stuff. So the Pale King comes along, and you know what he decides to do? He decides to build a city. Yep. There's always one. Of course. Um, unfortunately, while he is gathering support, he does accidentally get the worth the moths to start worshipping him. And guess who's not happy about that? The Radiance. The not mo- actually, the because lamp. the Radiance disappears because no one believes in her anymore. Fair. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, she's mad about it, but she also disappears. So the, no, the moths essentially forget about lamp, the Radiance and she just lamp, disappears. Well, I mean, the Pale King's the new big lamp. Wait, she disappears because they forget about it? Mm-hmm. So one of the things about pale, oh. uh, about higher so beings in this world is that the belief yeah. of other creatures seems to sort of support yeah. them. Okay, I was going to say, is it one of those things where like a god's power is directly reflective of like the amount of following? Absolutely, yes. So the worm, it managed... So Because the, the Radiance was sort of just a nice force of light and stuff, whereas hmm. the Pale King is much more sort of a... Uh, like an intelligence razor. Like, it's like getting a new thing in an RPG. Better stats. Go with the yeah. cool Pale King boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because more people go with him, he then becomes more powerful than the Radiance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Big sad. You, was, you, you never, never give up the lamp. Never give up the lamp. I am lamp. Lamp is gone. Going down the list of our previous tribes, we've got moths, mega positive, as we heard. Um, Moskins and mushrooms were sort of positive about him, so the green path guys, but they already worshipped Un, so they kind of got along with him. They didn't really mind, but they didn't want to integrate. Um, So they didn't abandon the slug. Didn't abandon the slug. Didn't abandon Un. Un does disappear, but that's because she's weak. Um, And a coward. No, I'm kidding. She just gets trapped somewhere. Um, Rip Un. I know. Un's sad Un. Um, 
they let the king build a road straight through their house, which leads to the name Green Path. So oh, right, you can okay. see it's pretty direct. It used to be called yeah. Bush Area. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> bush Land. Bush Land. The Land of the Bush. I know um, what it was called. Pretty sure that's Green Australia. Land. Yeah, so uh, the worm, the worm, the pale king essentially decides, hey, I'm going to build this kingdom and it's going to raise up a bunch of things. And because I want more bugs in my area, I'm going to make a path from the outer wastes into the kingdom so that way bugs can come and worship me. Right. So green path, hence, is the path that leads through to the city. Okay. So they're kind of like a pit stop kingdom. Yeah, well, not really. It actually is defined in one of the signs as the last bastion. So it's kind of inferred that huh. the rest of the world is this waste of just feral bugs and Hallowness was sort of one of the last bastions of any sort of intelligence and the worm's like fuck yeah I'm setting up shop interesting yeah so is the pale knight like a good king he kind of seems like he did, he pale king a, so it's sort of debatable um did a bit of a uh, yeah, like a forced takeover kind of here. So It is, kind of. But one of the things that you've got to remember is that these bugs essentially were tribal warriors and the Pale King's bringing them a city, bringing them infrastructure, bringing mm. them like societal structure. For quite a few bugs, this meant like a full change in their hey, lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, the British did that and they weren't popular for it. So Absolutely. But there are times when in this sort of area of no waste, having guards and a kingdom and gates and protection and houses and infrastructure is a very important thing and actually changed how from, you know, tribal wars and sort of bumping mm. up against each other, these worms, mm. and, well, this worm actually changed a lot of bugs' lives for the better. He didn't do it in the best way. And there were some people who got angry at him, including the Radiance. Um, but we'll get to that in a moment. Mm. Having a drink. <sighs> All right. Next up, the Mantises. Mantises fucking hated this guy. <laughs> they could see straight through his bullshit. He was, they were like, nah, we are not doing this for him. Unfortunately, they the Pale King kind of had too many followers by the time uh, the Mantises came about. And so he was like, the, the Mantises basically went, we don't want to get obliterated, but you got to leave us alone, all right? And the Pale King went, sure. But in return, you've got to guard the entrances to Deep Nest, which is where the spiders chill. Because the spiders <laughs> really hated this guy. <laughs> right. So he pits the Mantises against the spiders. Kind of. He more uses the Mantises to guard the spider holes. Right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. Bees couldn't give a fuck. The bees are in a big hive. You literally have to open the entrance in the game to the beehive, and the bees have very little to do with most of the story. <laughs> it's kind of sad, That's but fair. it's fine. Bees They're like are cool. hobbits. They're like yeah. the hobbits. They don't, they Absolutely. Don't um, and then the spiders. The spiders are in Deep Nest. You can, just as an emphasis, the Deep Nest is basically like the deep ocean of Hallow Nest. It's full of some fucked up shit. When you first go down there, hmm. there's a... Is an item called the Lumafly Lantern, which lets you sort of see stuff around you. Before you have that, Deep Nest is super dark, and it's full of these massive centipede creatures that, like, burst out of the wall and try and bite at you. It's absolutely horrifying. Couple that with the fact that there are spiders in the area, so when you go through, it's very dark and very, like, whoa, as, like, the soundtrack, like, that white noise sort of mm. deepness. Yeah. Plus yeah. then there's, like, like spiders scuttling by in the background. It's absolutely horrifying. I hate it. I hate it already. Oh, I fucking love it. It is the worst. (laughs) Um, So that's our set of tribes and how they reacted to the Pale King. But fortunately, the Hallowness did actually kind of flourish under the Pale King's rule. Um, It went on for a while to be quite a successful kingdom. Again, we have no sense of time in most of this, so it's very difficult to see how long it went well for. Could have been a couple thousand years. Could have been a year. Could have been a month. Could have been a week. Who knows? Yeah, but for bugs, it doesn't really matter as long as they set a good change. 
Mm-hmm. He did actually end up making the city. The city that I mentioned is the City of Tears. Um, it's called the City of Tears because whether this is the case of it during the game or not, I'm not sure. I No one's sure. Again, no timeline, no nothing. Um, the reason it's called the City of Tears is because by the time we get to it, um, it's constantly raining. Now, it's underground. How the hell is it raining? It's because the Pale King was such a smartass, he decided to build his whole goddamn city underneath a lake. Of course he fucking did. So when the infrastructure starts crumbling, it just starts raining. It's raining the entire time in the City of Tears. It's very disappointing. <laughs> so wait, is this like the capital city, sort of? Yes. There's, there, right. I mean, there's only really one city. Right. Um, it's sort of a bastion in the wastes, and so infrastructure's all sort of squished into one area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. one, one day it's just going to be like... It's just going to collapse, and the whole city is going to be flooded. Well, maybe. It's not something we ever get to, so yeah. possibly, possibly not. It might just be the fact that there are holes in the roof. We also don't even yeah. know if it was raining while the king was there. It might have been perfectly sealed up on top, and maybe it is going to collapse again. Maybe. No particular maybe he notes know. on it. Maybe he likes the rain. Maybe he does like the rain. Um, of course, as we know, all good things must come to an end. And there's one motherfucker who's real angry at the Pale King. The moths. The moths. Well, kind of. The moths love him. The radiance The radiance. Doesn't. Yeah. The radiance had been forgotten, and depending on what you believe, there's a couple of different sort of theories in the community as what happened after she disappeared. Um, mm-hmm. She disappeared from the minds of most of the moths. Most of the moths went on to worship the Pale King, but there is a possibility that either one of two things happened. Either one, there was a small group of moths that kept worshipping her and kept sort of paying attention to her and like loving her and nurturing her and their little community. Yeah. Um, there is also a possibility that the moths, when they finished worshiping the radiance, left a bunch of tablets behind and did just leave them there. And a bugs come along and just seen the things and just started believing in her and dreaming about her again. Oh, what exactly happened is unknown. I really like the statue idea because there is a spot in the game that you go to, there's a big statue of the Radiance and there's a bunch of tablets that describe her. So I really like the idea of a bug going on a walk and being like, hmm, statue. Seems cool. I would bring my friend here tomorrow. And then he brings his friend. Um, I like lamp. I like... (laughs) (laughs) The moths, they they have, they suddenly go, hmm, light is good. Mm, Milking not bright. Yes, like, he's pale, not he's bright. <laughs> he's not radiant. Radiant be good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, something to think about here as well. The radiance is like clinging on to life at this point. So there's like one or two or three followers of her. So she's desperate. Not um, good. Unfortunately, as a, a god, it's just a couple of friends, couple of like friends just, just a couple of chill got together. Like yeah, yeah. Flying spaghetti monster. If the flying spaghetti monster was a big lamp and also very, very real, one of the things about a lot of the gods and higher beings is that they're literal people in this world. So it's not like they're worshipping some far-off entity. It's like... It makes sense (laughs) that they're worshipping people because they're literal gods in their world. I mean, if a dude rocked up into, like, my hometown and everyone suddenly got smarter and they seem to be the cause of it, I think I'd do a little bit of worshipping towards them. (laughs) If they literally glowed and became like a godly being. Yeah. If they turned from like a titan into like a dude and he was like, hi, I'm here to make everyone smarter and also to build a whole bunch of infrastructure. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's build some bridges. (laughs) Um... So the radiance is clinging onto life. Unfortunately, as a god, she does some fucky stuff when she clings on to life. Like in the, she she clings on through the dreams of weak bugs. So they in in mind and stuff like that. Again, the radiance doesn't exist. The tangible form of the radiance is a weird thing. 
but basically it seems that she clings on through like dreams and minds of bugs so when this bug started dreaming about uh the radiance she clung on real hard um and it started with it basically became this plague (laughs) yeah it's um it's not good. It, uh, to, I wrote here, it's kind of like a drowning person trying to cling on to people to try and keep themselves afloat and just, like, pushing them down. Right, yeah. Okay. There is a little bit of explanation later on from a guy called the Moss Prophet who, fuck yeah, he's really cool. Um, but yeah. Um, so she wasn't happy about the Pale King stealing her subjects, but she, she, she was also just, like, a drowning nature god, essentially trying to pull mm. herself up. Um, the infection started with one bug and spread through most tribes. This infection um, was sort of an orange cancer. Um, For dead bugs, I don't know how dead bugs have dreams, but they do. It's part of the game. Just accept it. Um, They became reanimated. They essentially became zombies. Oh, it's the fucking fungal thing that, like, enslaves ants. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty close to. So the radiant radiant moth is, like, has become from this light god to this fucking death god. (laughs) Kind of. We'll get to it. Um, for dead bugs, desperate they're times, man. Desperate times. Hmm? Desperate times. Desperate, desperate times. Patients. Yeah. For dead bugs, they're reanimated and start moving around again, which is terrifying. For alive mm. bugs, they get put into a sort of trance where they go into this sort of fury rage. It's very weird. Um, mm. But one of the things about it is it's like a waking coma for the live bugs. So in the game, there are guards and... Uh, like knights and stuff like that who are still at their posts and walking around. They're infected. So they're basically just doing it on repeat, which is a really good excuse for why the AI just makes the bugs walk back and forth. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so a lot of the enemies in the game have this plague. Have the radiance. Um, yes. So it, it, it's called, I think it's called the infection or the plague. Okay. It, it, again, it's vague. Okay. Um, but yes, some of the symptoms may include Physical bloating, large orange cysts, clouds of orange gas around the victim, loss of will, fragmenting of the mind, tendency to attack non-infected bugs. Um, Linking up to the hive mind of the radiance. That's a weird one. I don't know. That is hinted at in some of the lore tablets, but it more seems to be sort of like the radiance can kind of use them as soldiers. It's weird. Um, Lack of self-preservation. Okay. So I'm just like, it was just like, yep, yep, ordinary symptom, ordinary hive mind. Yeah. Oh. Um, There's an increase in strength and courage. Um, Hmm. A lack of self-preservation when heavily infected. And also it smells sweet. I don't know why that's included, but there's multiple times where bugs reference it as being a sweet smelling and sweet tasting thing. Which is super weird. (laughs) Is it kind of like how like a Venus flytrap lures other, like lures bugs in? That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. Hmm. Yeah, because they ultimately they are bugs. Also, yeah. yeah, that is really, really weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. Are you tired of being a weak ass fighter who isn't strong enough or courageous enough? Are you missing massive growths on your body that squirt nasty ass pus at each other? Then you need the infection. Infection will make you crazy yoked as well as fearless, cool, and orange. Side effects may include going insane and getting kicked out of the mantis gang. Guess who decided the infection sounded pretty good? Limbo Law is not sponsored by the infection. <laughs> not sponsored by the infection. Although, if you support us today, you can get infection for $12 a month only. This is an incredibly good deal. I just want to say again, Limbo Law is not sponsored by the infection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just make that totally so, clear. We're just a big fan. 
the Mantises had four lords originally who ruled hmm. over their tribe. Um, one of the Mantis lords decided he wanted to be the coolest and best fighter of all. And I mentioned one of the things that the infection does is make you stronger and more courageous. Yeah. Okay. So, so the Mantis lord, uh, the fourth one, decided, hey, I'm going to go and get infected along with a bunch of my followers. He became the traitor lord for pretty obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> traitor. I thought that was just wicked funny because someone was just like, because like, I'm imagining like, what if coronavirus made you super yoked? Like, you're probably going to die. But you also be really strong. How many bodybuilders? Because there's a lot of people out there. There's statistically a lot of people. Someone's gonna go and try and get coronavirus so that they can get fucking ripped. I was I was reading a book um, about about a uh, there was a, a, a magic right, and there was a world that had been completely taken over by zombies. Mm-hmm. But one of the types of magic in the world was necromancy. And this oh. disease, the necromant, the necro, they don't actually know where it came from. They don't know if the necromancers made it or they just have an interest. But when they get infected, when they most people when they have magic and they get infected, they lose all their mm-hmm. magic. But mm-hmm. the necromancers, because they have death magic, they become like ten times stronger. So all the necromancers go to get infected, and like it's it it shows that even some of the most powerful necromancers they keep their like mind and some of them keep their mm-hmm. personality but they mm-hmm. keep their mind so I like, mean that's that's kind of it yeah, yeah because these are fighters yeah. and essentially they're looking for strength and courage yeah. and so that's what it is it's going to get infected so they get more powerful like just because yeah. they they're yeah. that dedicated to their, their power mm-hmm. yeah um as time went on the sickness spread just sort of naturally and people started turning of course to smartbug the pale king for answers um the Pale King had a place called the White Palace, which he was very rarely seen outside of. Essentially, he went, hey, here's the City of Tears. You guys can chill out here. I'm going to make myself a house under the City of Tears where I'm going to chill most of the time. <laughs> I mean, that's... Do not fair. disturb. <laughs> yes. Do not um, disturb the so king. For the most part, bugs. he made bugs just super cool and smart, um, and they were fine with that, but he was an absolute wild piece of shit. Um, and so he had a real cool plan for the infection. Um, we need to look at the plague a little bit closer to see why he decided to do this. It still doesn't make any sense after we explain this, but it makes a little bit more sense. Um, one of the Green Path people who got infected was uh, one of the Mosskin, who is called in the game, who we can come across, the Moss Prophet. Um, he's essentially a big bush with a whole bunch of orange cysts on him. Um, wait, so he's, wait, he's so a he's Moss guy who's been infected? Yes. Okay. Is he a bad guy in the game? No, he just kind of chills. He just kind of rants. Okay, so he's not enslaved by the infection then? Yes. One of the things is that it makes them violent most of the time. But the other thing is that the Moss Prophet is, like, Hmm. in the ground. He has guards that you have to beat up. But some of the, like, as is the nature of mushrooms and plants, some of them are literally rooted in the ground. There's not much you can do about them. There's also a, like a Venus. <laughs> I was just yelling at you as you walked by. You better, you better <laughs> not be sneaking in. He's a butcher on the corner. He's can chilling I, out. He's on his soapbox. Can I ask? Okay, yes. so maybe you'll explain this. Maybe we haven't gotten too far into it. But so the radiant came back and started infecting a few people, and the pale got the pale um, king. king just did nothing about it. We're getting to it. I, I, as I was saying, the king does have a solution for it, but we need to look a little bit closer at what the plague actually does Fair and enough, why sorry. it infects people. Um, yeah, so we'll get into this. So from the Moss Prophet, um, he just decided, fuck, un, we're going to worship this orange shit. People people in this game have a weird habit of worshipping inanimate stuff if it appears powerful enough. Mm. It's like if we just worship diamonds because well, it's real cool shit. Well, I think shit. he's probably also being affected, so he's probably influencing his mind. It's a, good, it's a fair point. Um, but the quote, life 
Light is life, beaming pure brilliant. To stifle that light is to suppress nature. Nature suppressed distorts and plagues us. Um, The idea was that the plague, as I said, originally was not intended. The Radiance is legit just trying to stay alive. She's trying Mm. to cling to life. Um, And she represents life and nature. And the Pale King is sort of suppressing the normal way of life for many of these creatures. Um, so the plague is sort of just the nature trying to resurge its way up being distorted. So it's almost a clash between the two of them. Mm, so that classic, classic between like, um, the natural way of doing something to p- progression way of doing like, progress. Like people, there's people like in the real world who like want to be like, we should do it how our ancestors mm-hmm. did it. Not how mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. science or like, like precisely. Yeah. Yeah. So this is as if the, both of those were tangible forces and will button up against each other. Mm. The other thing is that nature kind of represents the mind and the spirit. So suppressing the mind and the spirit of a bug means that they go weird, which is mm. another thing of this. I, again, it's fairly vague. I'm sort of spitballing from the wiki pages because most of them are not very specific for the pure fact that if anything was specific and it was could be proven wrong in any way, the Hollow Knight fandom would go nuts. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I think it's I think it's all good to speculate. Like, mm. mm-hmm. like, like that. That's kind of like a lot. A lot of law is speculative law, and mm. if you build your own world and you make it make sense and you and you like enjoy it, as long as you're not like saying other people like your your version of the world is terrible like i think i think i think you it's happy everyone's happy like it's, i mean fun. that's the thing is the core hollow knight community isn't doesn't care about other people's interpretations provided they're speculative mm. they care about what's written on the wiki because the wiki is essentially yeah. their place of worship it's pretty funny right. yeah <laughs> the amount of edits on some of these pages are fucking incredible oh they God. have made the wiki a god because for their they worship, worship. Absolutely. Um, so the mind and the spirit of a creature being suppressed is one of the things that sort of makes this come out. Whether that's a combination of the Pale King and the Radiance, or if it's just the Radiance trying to force its way into the mind of the creature. I don't know. Um, but essentially, regardless, the mind and the will of a creature being suppressed leads to this plague. Um, so, and also, by the way, if the Radiance wasn't intending on using the plague as a weapon at the start, she definitely used it as a we- weapon later on because some of the most powerful bugs in the creatures in the city seem to be like seeked out by this plague, and it just massively weakened the defenses. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. There there are creatures that have gone mad and wield all sorts of stuff. It's yeah. <laughs> Maybe she accidentally did it originally, but she went, "Well, I've got this now." So I'm like, I've got this now. I reckon I can it. fuck the Pale King up pretty solid. Yeah, I could sure. use this to my advantage. One hundred percent. Um, so getting back to the main storyline, the plague was just, uh, the creature's mind and will being suppressed. So Mm. the Pale King had worked real hard on making this more pronounced in his subjects. So they were a bit more susceptible to this because they had more to suppress. Um, it's like a, like a bowl filled with water. You've got to put a lot more into a water bowl to make it overflow. But if it's more water, then it's like... Yeah, that's a bad, yeah, that's a bad thing, but you get kind of what I mean. Anyway, yeah, yeah. If it's like empty, you have to put a lot to make the water Precisely, overflow. Yes. Whereas if it's like nearly full, so because the Pale King's been brewing this up, the original worship of the Radiance was fine because they're all you know smartish, but it, nothing overflowing. But now that they're all brimming, this is again my thing, spitballing, whatever. <laughs> um, back to the King. So his amazing plan um, is using something that we've heard uh, heard of earlier, and another thing that we haven't. The first part of it is void. Remember that stuff that was worshipped at the very beginning? Mm. So that stuff was uh, an inky substance which was worshipped by those bugs. Um, the king had been sort of tinkering with it and had realised 
we're getting back to the nothing, um, that you could make living creatures out of it. It's the nothing. Guy. It's literally, Guy. this is just Keys Guy. of the Kingdom on a bug level. Guy. Yeah. Are you telling me that this you finally found a world with nothing lizards? There are. Uh, there's no lizards. It's just bugs. <laughs> I wish. I wish there were lizards. God, so much. I wish there were lizards. This <laughs> Matt's is just pumping, Matt's the pumping his fists on the video. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's all a circle. We've got to bring it round. We've got to just bring it round. Christ. Um. So the. King had been sort of tinkering with it. There's, uh, mm. He had a workshop in his pale... Uh, it's actually not. It's in the abyss. The abyss is like a hole underneath. So there's City of Tears. Then there's the pale pal- the white palace. Then there's below that, there's the abyss. In the okay. abyss, there's a big lake of void. And he'd been tinkering right. with it. There was a little workshop down there. And one of the things that we see is there's like a mold of a... How many arms do you have? I think it's four. Four-armed creature. Maybe six-armed. I'm not sure. Um, which we see later is the collector. Um, the collector has very little to do with the actual law, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Hmm. He, I'm pretty sure uh, the collector's a Marvel character, but okay. <laughs> good, good he say. is. That's fair. Does does um, he live in no? Does he live nowhere? He no, lives he lives. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a big tower, and he has a whole bunch of creatures which he traps in jars. He actually is very. Benevolent. That is literally the collector. He no, he's very benevolent though. He laughs and he's sort of jovial. But when you come and try and release stuff from their captivity, no. he starts killing you because he doesn't like that no. another funny thing is uh actually we'll get to that in a moment i'll talk about that in a sec um so he's figured out that he can make creatures out of void so he's like hey we'll avoid creatures that's kind of cool um he ends up using this to make king's mold who are like inky void things that he then stuffs inside of uh, suits of armor and they guard his palace so that's kind of fun um the other part of the plan is uh, a tree who is also his wife How how big is this tree? Uh, I mean, are you talking about wrapped or unwrapped? What? <laughs> <laughs> the tree is the pale lady. Um, one of the things about the pale lady is that in the game we do meet her, but she's all wrapped up because of what she's about to do. Because she's very regretful about it, and basically she's bound herself in sort of uh what so what it's self vines. No, no, she's like wrapped up in I don't know what sort of binding it is actually. Um, but she what what's the thing like? Re- it's not revenance. It's um like apology, like uh, reconciliation, self flagellation. I don't know reconciliation. <laughs> reconciliation. That'll do. Um, so she's wrapped herself up and has bound herself. There's a bit in a DLC area where we see her unwrapped and she's fucking huge. <laughs> um, oh, how the mechanics of it don't work i'm not sure and where the pale lady come from is also very uncertain um but essentially she's a big fucking tree so we don't know if she was like there beforehand can she move or she's stuck in the ground she can move when she's unbound interesting yes um how is she a tree (laughs) matt it's all just pulled off tablets so what is she gonna do or such done (laughs) Um, the Pale King decides that the best thing to do is to move the Radiance into a creature that has no mind and no will. Therefore, yeah, she'll become trapped. There's nothing to worship her. There's nothing to spread her. So, And there's nothing to make into the infection. So she just becomes trapped in this creature. Um, so the Pale King decides the best way to do this is to combine his children with the Void um, to create vessels, um, wait, wait, which wait, is what wait, you play wait. as in the game. Wait, hmm? wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. He has kids? He's about to make them. 
He's about okay. to make a fuck. He's about to make. He's about to make a lot of them. Oh boy, the worm is. Wait, hang on a sec. If he's a worm, does that mean that he just kind of goes and they all grow off? Well, he's a bug now, so technically okay. no. The mechanics right. of it are uncertain. He does. The lady does make eggs though, so I'm not sure how oh. the fuck that comes. Yeah, trust me, I don't know. Is I don't know how a how Shit. a worm turned into a bug and a tree make eggs, but that's. It's, That's nothing. It's kind of a magical world. A bug can fuck a tree, you know? They're well, it's also the fact that this is all lore tablets and this is all, you know, like quick flashbacks and stuff like that that have been gathered right. together into a cohesive lore. So there's a couple of spots that are going to be vague. I love this. Oh, yeah. This is just... Uh, sorry, I might go on a small little tangent here. But yeah. I love this sort of lore that it's told to you post it happening so you don't get, mm-hmm. you don't mm. actually know if this is all true or not like mm-hmm. it's the kind of law that's like it's stories it's myth it's legend mm-hmm. it's, it is literally that yes. exactly so all this could be like misinterpretation this could be off this could be way but it's it's a kind of you kind of get a vision of what the story what it should be or what should happen but like pale king could have wrote all this pale king could have wrote exactly. that he just made all the bugs super smart exactly exactly that could have he, he could have came in and destroyed it because he was in charge of the place he could have they could have been smart from beforehand like that it's that kind of thing mm-hmm. and they they might not made eggs he might have made them a, a different way but like it's it's a nice story that he made them that way you know what i mean it's kind mm-hmm. of just to add on to that tangent it's kind of like um when you play the elder scrolls games because Ignoring Elder Scrolls Online, the most recent release, all of the single-player games kind of follow a... They come out, like, a couple hundred years after the other one in terms of, like, in-world setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and because the main quest line of those games always revolves around some massive, like, you know, god-related thing happening. Um, in, like, the next game, you always hear, like, the mythology about your old character, if that makes sense. Um so you'll do the main quest in, say, Morrowind, one of the first, like, big games they had, and then when you're playing Oblivion, you'll hear, like, you'll see all these books written about the character that defeated the god in the other game, and you're like, oh, that was me. And it's just, like, and but, like, kind of hearing the way it's been interpreted, and you're like, I don't remember it going down that way, but sure. <laughs> I don't quite remember that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got killed by that frost roll, like, 20 times. I don't think that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, leave those parts out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so uh, the vessels are bugs filled with void. Um, they are hollow, hence the name of the game, Hollow Knight. Yeah. You are the hollow vessel uh, bug filled with void. Um, for a quote, the uh, so the, when they made the kids, essentially they created big eggs full of children and then dumped them into the abyss where the void is and just kind of dropped them down there. When you get to that place in the game, the walls are literally lined with the skulls of your brothers and sisters looking well actually not brothers and sisters the the vessels are genderless but like the skulls of creatures that look like you it's fucking horrifying oh yeah like failed experiments or just so no basically the pale king was like well quantity over quality and just dumped eggs down there and had literally thousands of children oh i see okay Okay. so these void children are hmm? you the only one who succeeded no, so okay, I'll I'll get into that in a moment. So they, the, the vessels. The idea of them is, and this is from a quote in a birthplace cutscene: um, "No mind to think, no will to break, no voice to cry suffering, born of God and void." 
So essentially they're zero creatures, which is kind of funny because you play as one in the protagonist and that silent protagonist empty mind thing is a very funny thing that happens a lot in video games, whether it be through amnesia or a bunch of other stuff. It's mm-hmm. actually quite funny that that's how they went about it by making a like creature that is so <laughs> just disappointingly empty and nothing inside with no motivation and no will that it excuses it doing basically anything. That sounds like yeah. me on a daily funny. basis, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So basically there's a scene where these creatures, the vessels, are crawling out of that hole. And you see the Pale King, your character, on the edge of a ledge and another one further on the ledge. And the Pale King takes that vessel and walks out. Um, He then seals the abyss, all of the creatures in there, basically killing the rest of his kids other than the one that he picked. Um, There's also a couple of other things. The way that he picked the vessel is also not particularly known because there's the scene of the creature standing on top and a whole bunch of vessels falling down. Um, there's three theories predominantly. The first one is he just picked the first one that came out because it seemed like the strongest and all of them were born the exact same way. So it stands to reason that they're all equally like willless and therefore the one that comes out the first is just going to be physically the strongest and therefore the best. Um, There's also the possibility that he was yeeting his kids off as they came up because he's like, nah, you've got an idea. Nah, you've got an idea. Nah, you've got an idea and just booting them off. Um, (laughs) The third one's a bit of a meme one. You can go to the pale um, palette, the white palace in the game, and it's full of fucking buzz saws. No one knows uh. why. <laughs> so the idea is that he possibly used something to do with the buzz saws to pick his kid, and he was taking them to the white palace to like check them out and like see if they could get through the buzz saw maze. That is a meme because it's just part of the game. There are some parts you just have to oh, accept, boy. but it's also yep. very funny that the the what pale king has a whole bunch of buzz saws in his house yeah that is um interesting <laughs> i mean it keeps people out hell yeah it does um anyway the king chooses his vessel um and he sealed the rest in a, a few somehow got out including your character another guy who i think is named like hang on i've got the vessels page open. so is your character the one picked no oh your vessel gets kicked back in the guy who gets picked is called the Pure Vessel or the Hollow Knight. Your character is not actually the Hollow Knight. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so that's the Pure Vessel. Um, then there's the... There's a couple of other ones which you see through the game actually like in like tied up and throughout the place. So there's ones in Green Path, there's ones in um, hot, uh, Deep Nest, there's ones in all over the place, just killed as they're trying to escape Hollow Nest, presumably. So quite a Your few character actually... Hmm? Quite a few got out. Quite a few. It's in, uh, uh, somewhere around twenty to thirty would be my best guess because you can see a lot of them. Mm. How many got out into the outer wilds and just disappeared? I don't know. Again, speculation. Um, your character did go out into the wilds, but he's called back later in the game, which I'll get to in a bit, mm. um, to come and do a job. Um, so hey, there's Dad, a couple of question. Yes. Does the game kind of because obviously I suppose we won't go into like the actual game game too much, but like a little um, bit, yeah. Does the game start where you're like, is your first zone or whatever like out in the wildland area, or is kind it- of? It's an area called the Howling Cliffs, which is right. on sort of the far edge of like far edge top of Hollow Nest. Hmm. Um, so yes, kind of. You're coming in from the outer wild. It's, okay, it's told so the game picks up when return. you're like coming in to Hollow Nest. Yeah. So okay. Again, rather than Metroid like when he's just been kicked out. No, no, no. Way okay. later. So he's yeah. he's left the entire kingdom of Hollow Nest, made his way out of the abyss, which is pretty okay. deep in Hollow Nest, yeah. gone out to the wilds and has been called back. 
Yeah, right, d- okay. d- Dad's like, yeah, hey man, could you come back? I know, I know, I wanted, wanted to kill you as a child, but I got a job for you. We'll get to Dad in a little bit. Um, so he chose his vessel. Put him together for a so, team. <laughs> um, you think you're so the only with- Hello Knight out there? <laughs> I fucking hate this. Okay, uh, with this vessel, he insert ability to do this, sealed the radiance inside of it, um, and then locked that vessel in a vault called the Black Egg. Um, you find the Black Egg pretty early on in the game, but it's sealed close. Because um, as you should with any valuable area, he's locked it up tight. The way that he did this is he decided that he would pick three bugs in his kingdom to become dreamers. The dreamers would essentially go into a sort of coma, like a dreaming state, and would become sort of spirit warriors that lock the door to the black egg. Um, When you first rock up and start doing some weird shit around the kingdom, they literally come out in ghost form and go, hey, piss off. (laughs) And then, yeah. So they're they're around. Shouldn't, shouldn't, Um, Shouldn't, like, okay... His yes. plan was to use the vessel to trap the radiance, right? Yes. Shouldn't he like release it so it could trap the radiance? Why no, no. Hide? So he's he's trapped the radiance inside it. X way that he's done it. Who the fuck knows? Not written. Also, oh, so it is trapped inside the hell. The radiance is inside the bug. Now, okay. And he's but, now but, trapped, like chained that bug up inside the vault, the black egg. But there are other people still infected. They don't. It didn't end when he got. Doesn't okay. actually say. To be totally honest, the, the infection might have ended right there. But people are still infected. In Give me a minute. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, so those three dreamers are three creatures called Monomon the Teacher, Hera the Beast, and Lurian the Watcher. Which one would you like to hear about first? I like Lurian the Watcher. Lurian the Watcher. Right. I was going to say the Beast, but let's go Watcher. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go Watcher then Beast because Jude talked first. So get on your game, Matt. So Lurian was the guardian of the City of Tears. Um, he was sort. Of, it, it, it's again. There's some characters that there's less lore about than others. Um, Hera is the one that we have the most lore about. Unfortunately. Um, fortunately, so the one we didn't pick. Um, well, no, you picked. You no, Hera is the one that's coming next. Um, Lurian is the guard uh, my my speculation is that he's the head of the guard essentially he lives in a big tall tower with a big telescope at the top and he keeps an eye on the gates of the city of tears so he he's sort of a watch post um and right, is yeah. sort of the big protector of the city of tears um he's like- Lurian was a big fan of the pale king and therefore laid down his life pretty easily yeah so he's like um oh who's the god in um norse mythology that watches Oh, Heimdall. Heimdall, yeah. He's like Heimdall. <laughs> Jude, Jude just off the door. Ah, Heimdall. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, of course, course. He's like Heimdall. Well, he's just yeah, been watching sure. the Marvel movies, so he shouldn't know. That's the, the one that looks like Idris Silva. I mean, what? Um... What? Yeah. <laughs> so Lurian was the guard and very easily laid down his life as sort of a protector of the city already. He was a pretty obvious pick. Hera was probably the least obvious pick as she's the queen of Deep Nest. Deep Nest, if you remember, boys... Do not like the Pale King. Yeah. It was the spiders, wasn't it? Um, it was the least... Yeah. So it was the least developed and most feral place in Hallow Nest, um, but was ordered a little bit because Hera was the queen of it, um, and at some point they did also have a king. Um, hmm. Interesting. During the Pale King's rule, the Deep Nest had never gotten along with anyone. Um, they actually... The Pale King, one of the things that he did was he built some trams, which was super cool. He has trams? Um, 
He has trams. I like. His, I, I officially like this guy. It's a real cool. If fit, you have, yeah. if you have a city and you have trams, it's a good city. That's just... it's a good. It's a good city. So he, he tried to build a tram in Deep Nest, and I don't know if I need to tell you this, boys. It didn't fucking go well. <laughs> oh boy. It went through the wrong station, man. Yeah. Um, so they stopped the tramway from being built and were just kind of shitty all around. <laughs> I'm just picturing um, all these like massive humanoid spiders angrily queuing up for the tram. With, like, oh, the spiders cases. aren't humanoid. They're just spiders. They just. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Some of them are humanoid. Some of them aren't. Hera's humanoid. Okay. I don't know oh. what she looks like actually. Now that I Ooh. think about it, that's fine. <laughs> it, again, very confusing. Um. Uh, he he. So Hera had a husband of some sort and. Deep Nest and Green Path never really got along, so there was skirmishes going on between them before the Pale King came along, mm. but whether it's during those skirmishes or during the Pale King's rule, the King of Hallowness died, or the Hera's husband. Um, and so she decided... When, when Hera, when the Pale King came along and said, hey, I want you to guard my cool son's tomb, um, she went, sure, but you've got to have a kid with me. How the pale lady felt about this, I'm not certain. The white lady, sorry. There's a lot of different words for uh, white. <laughs> she's also a tree, so... Oh, yeah, she doesn't really give a shit. She does have conversations in the game. You can talk with her. She's actually going blind. It's really sad. Mm. Um, he's a tree! Trees can't see! <laughs> Trees cannot see! How can anyway, they go Matt, blind? Matt, we should, probably, we should probably stop barking up that tree and move on to um, back to guard. <sighs> I'm gonna... <sighs> she's a tree! <laughs> the idea of Hera having a kid with the Pale King was that the king is a worm. So therefore, whatever kid Hera has with him is going to kick some serious ass. It's going to yeah. be a spider, spider worm. A spider worm. Spider worm. Kind of. She ends up being sort of like a vessel, like the Hollow Knight. It's really weird. Her name's Hornet. She's actually really, really cool. She provides a lot of motivation in the game for players like me personally to keep exploring. Mm. Because when you first see her a couple of times, she just runs away. Oh, um, that's fun. Wait, so this is the she, kid. This is the kid. This is the kid. This is the oh, kid. Okay. Kid's called Hornet. Hornet's real cool. Um, Hornet challenges you a couple of times to test you as a vessel. Uh, originally, she's like, ah, this motherfucker, get out of here. But by the time you beat her a couple of times, she's like, actually, I kind of like him. I'm going to help him do his job. See, the difference is Hornets in real life, uh, I don't like. They're the worst. We don't like Hornets. It's a cool name. Do not like Hornets. The second game, actually, in the series, Hollow Knight Silk Song, is going to have Hornet as the main character. She's just very cool. Very fucking cool. What does she Um, look like? uh, So, again, this is a lot of stuff where it depends on the art style and if you've seen it before. If you look at the Hollow Knight and you imagine someone a bit taller and a bit pointier with a red cloak rather than a black one, that's Hornet. Okay, I can imagine that. I think I've, I yeah. think I have seen images online about of her. So that, that she's also really got cool. um, one of the things about this thing is that they all the fighters in the game wield nails, um, and they're basically like pointy little bits of metal. Whether they are actual nails or not complicates the lore quite a bit Ooh, because yeah. the existence of, of nails humans? is very confusing. This is a human. Um, <laughs> it's be a bug's there is life. there is a forger who creates nails. Um, so it's man, not I fucking hate the internet. Why? I Google Hollow Knight Hornet, like four pictures in, there's an NSFW po- picture. Of course. <laughs> but you get what she looks like now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so she has a nail, and it's got a string attached to the back of it, so she can throw it and call it back. It's actually oh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm seeing that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Hornet is very cool. She's the protector of modern Hallowness. So once everyone else is kind of fucked off, she protects the rest of the protects the rest of the kingdom and sort of keeps people from destroying any of the ruins. Um, <laughs> she's also technically your half sister. Protects who? The, the ruins, the history of Hallowness for anyone who'd seek to sort of, you know, like desecrate the grounds. Okay. She just kind of tells people to fuck off, essentially. Um, yeah, so that's that's Hera and why she's guarding. Um, mm-hmm. The final one is Monomon the scholar. Um, Monomon the teacher, sorry. Um, and she's a scholar, researcher, and teacher. She's like the brain of Hallownest. She's also a little bit of a poet, um, and she actually has uh, the poem that opens the game is uh, a uh, poem that she it. wrote. Yeah, of course. Um, she basically is just a big researcher and a big teacher. She's one of the people who helped the Pale King sort of spread his knowledge to the masses. Um, and when she sealed herself away, like an absolute brainiac, she put an extra lock on her own tomb, which is so good. Um, unfortunately, you did become friends with her student at who she gave the seal key to. Um, and he's super cool. His name is Chir- uh, Quirrell, and he's very cool. Oh, we, could, we like a good Quirrell. Wait, his name's mm-hmm. Quirrell? His name's Quirrell, yeah. Quickly, Quirrell, he's got Voldemort on his skull. Oh my god, no. I mean, that's the th- that's one of the things. In There's a comic for Quirrell. Um, when Hornet first meets Quirrell, she's going to kill him. Um, and then she sees that he has the seal of uh, Monomon the Teacher. He wears it as a hat most of the time, which is pretty cool. <laughs> nice. um, so he was given sees- this thing to protect and he's just like, hat. <laughs> I mean, you've also got to consider the size of these guys. Monomon, like, all these teachers and stuff are like four times the size of you. And Quirrell's like a little bit taller than you. Okay. And so, he, like, the mask that she gives him is, like, the size of his torso. And so he's just like, oh, okay, well, let's fucking <laughs> strap it to my head, I guess. <laughs> the other Good thing is, again, we don't know the timeline of this, so we might have been yeah. carrying it for a few hundred years and just forgotten it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the final one, uh, so Monomon the Teacher. Um, so, yeah, after that happens, it's questionable about what happened. All of these... Uh, Dreamers were laid to rest, and you can you find them in the game. And when you're unlocking the egg, you actually have to kill them a little bit. You don't actually kill them. You go into their dreams and like take them. It, okay. It's sort of abstract in the way that it works. Um, it also so it's it, it's debated in here what happened after that. Whether the infection hmm. went away immediately, or if it was just sort of mitigated, or if it wasn't, is all questionable. The things that we do know that happened: one, the Pale King disappears at some point. His entire white palace vanishes. How that happens is debated, but there is a likely possibility, which is that he transported his pale, his white palace into the dreams of one of his uh, king's mold. Outside where the white palace used to be, there's a a dead king's mold. Well, dead. He's lying there. I don't know if he's dead or not. He has dreams. Again, Mm. whether dead things have dreams in this is questionable. Um, and he essentially comes in and just moves the entire palace into the minds of this king's mold. Because when you right. get to it, you open up the dreams of this using the dream nail, which is an upgrade that you get halfway through the game that allows you to see creatures' dreams. It's all very abstract. Um, you go into there, and that's where the palace with all the buzzsaws are. You then fight your entire way through the palace to get to the White King's throne. The White King's fucking dead. He's sitting on his throne and you With hit him a couple king. times and he just. Why does he move wait. himself inside the mind of a. Dude? We don't know. 
There is nothing to say what happened after it's sealed. All we know is that at some point, it's quite likely that he put his kingdom inside the mind of a king's mold, and at some point, just fucking died. He might have lived. This might just be a dream, and this might be a ruse made by the Pale True. King, because he is a worm. But True. again, there's nothing, like... It, scientifically you go with the evidence the only we know that the white palace is no longer where it was right outside it is a dead king's mold in that king's mold mind is the white palace in the white palace is the pale king ever, that's all we've got ever, to go just listen to yourself and just be like oh this could all be a ruse because he's a worm like, like that just precisely makes sense. it's weird ass <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, it's also very weird to describe it in an abstract sense. Most of these episodes would sound pretty bad out of context. <laughs> that is yeah. true. That is very true. Um, so the king disappears. One of the other things is that um, despite all the protection, the radiance leaks out. The radiance in gets out of the vessel. Uh. The problem is the fact that this hollow vessel isn't truly hollow. No. He has one thought in his mind and one goal, which was accidentally put Lamp. into him. By the Pale King. What was the thought? I want to please my father. No. Literally, the thing that kill- that ends up breaking the seal is his desire to be the perfect Hollow Knight, which is fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> you wanted to do something so hard that you undid the thing that you wanted. Yep. What a so, fool. yeah, he he triggers this and breaks out. So that's where the game sort of begins because at that point it's unclear whether it's the hollow knight or the radiance calling out because the radiance may be calling out to pull followers in or the hollow might might be maybe calling out to pull in a brother to replace him regardless your knight hears a call and turns up to the kingdom and that's what starts the game Throughout the game, the radiance actually becomes stronger and stronger. About halfway through mm. the game, there's a trigger that you hit, and the entire of Hollow of Hollow Nest gets filled with orange like vines of cans, and they've got like these pulsating bobs on them. It's fucking horrifying, dudes. Mm. I guess it, like no, it knows you're there, so it doesn't want you to. Mm-hmm. So your goal through the game is to remove the watchers, go into the egg, defeat the Hollow Knight, and take the radiance into yourself. So yeah, that's everything leading up to that point so that's you, all that we know for these it's 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 really interesting because like the like the radiance isn't a bad entity like it's not evil in any no. way so like you're you it just kind of happened it, it just kind of just did happen yeah yeah and that's the other thing is that the it, it just kind of happened but also with the way that it acts sometimes there are moments where it is definitely definitely out to get you there's hmm. actually a moment in well, one yeah, of the because you're out to get it so there's a moment in one of the endings where the Hollow Knight, the guy who's holding the Radiance, tries to kill himself so that he can you can replace him, and the Radiance doesn't fucking let him. Like he, the Radiance comes out of the body as like an infection and starts taking this empty vessel as like a mech and just starts attacking you with this oh orange. Mm. Yeah. So the Radiance is like a wronged god. She had her like kingdom and everything else taken away by the Pale King, but it's all subjective, my dudes. Mm. It's all about how you respond to it. It yeah. So, as such, it's a fairly abstract law, and the motivations of these creatures are unknown. We never get to hear the Radiance side of things. We never actually hear any words from the Pale King's mouth. Everything is recorded upon tablets um, from secondhand sources. So, we inaccurate history, as you said, Matt. What, what happened to the slug? We don't get, like, Un, do we? The slug. Yeah, what happened to the slug? So, I'm thinking I'm Un. <laughs> what was Un? So, Un, give me a quick second. I'm going to pull boy? up the wiki page just to make sure I'm not talking shit. Uh, give me a sec. Un. 
Look how they so, massacred my boy. Where is he? <laughs> so un, uh, one of the things about Un is when she dreamed the entirety of Green Path into being, she um, actually like gave everything out there. But one of the things with the worshippers of Un is that uh, the quote is that the oh what is it? It's um I can't remember the exact quote. Hang on. Oh 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 oh, oh wiki wiki's getting it for me. Um, the greater mind in every bush. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Where is it? Here we now shall wait, patient, for the call to return. So while she dreamed these creatures into being, I think the idea is that they go out and grow, and then she's gonna call them back into her mind. She's gonna redream them back into herself. The problem is with the Pale King's rise and the fact that enough of the bugs in her kingdom kind of were okay with the Pale King mm. and stopped paying attention to that and started paying attention to being raised and creating infrastructure. She wasn't worshipped enough. She yeah. is on the far side of a pool of acid called the Lake of Un. Um, and she's calling out for the creatures to return to her. She just can't be heard because she's not powerful enough. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it's really sad. So you, could, you can see her. Can you talk to her? You can talk to her. Yeah, you get a charm off her called the Shape of Un. Because oh. um, halfway through the game, you also get a charm called um, Isma's Tear, which allows you to swim through pools of acid. It's very abstract. <laughs> um, but yeah, and she's on the other side of there and she'll she doesn't actually talk to you she comes out of the pool of uh, in the lake of un and then looks at you for a minute spits out the shape of un charm and then just sinks away again so she's actually i misspoke when i said that you can talk to her she just doesn't oh yeah okay not fair enough so she is a you can forgotten god but because she doesn't have this sort of abstract form she's actually a creature she yeah still exists like the pale king no one talks about the pale king anymore but he's there Interesting. So, yeah, Interesting. the entire thing gets a bit weird. There are some DLCs and some other bits and pieces which extend on fairly abstract parts of the lore. For example, um, there's the Grim Troop, which uh, uh, appear to be sort of a circus, but are actually worshippers of an evil god called the Crimson Heart, which takes sacrifices and stuff. There's also another one called Godmaster DLC, which uh, follows God Seekers, which is like a tribe who seek out gods. And basically, Hollow Nest is fucking full of them so they're like hmm this place looks pretty cool yeah hmm it's good yeah um so they come from the wildlands they come from yeah the the yeah i'm not sure again it's yeah it's vague this is sort of this mm. main storyline which i've just described is sort of all that we have that is solid-ish again there's still a lot of speculation in it though so it's hard i'm still so, i'm still so confused about the tree is that a, <sighs> so the tree the pale lady is yeah, she said she said she did something, so we had to. Why she wrapped up in bed? So her her penance for that penance that's the word I was thinking of oh. is the fact that she had thousands of children and basically just cast them aside for this thing. Oh. So her regret of it is the fact that she had all these children and just abandoned them for this purpose. Yeah. So both the hollow apparently I don't know where it quotes this, but it's directly quoted from the pale from the white lady that she regrets what she did as apparently the. What, uh, the Pale King did as well. Um, okay, interesting. So no one liked what they did in this, and it didn't fucking work. So I guess it's all a bit sad. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, it sort of worked. It just wasn't the result they were fully hoping for. I yeah, guess. and so one of the ideas is that you come along. One of the other things that I have 
It's like uh, it's like the ultimate sacrifice for the ultimate good. It's like do, do the do the um, ends justify the means? Is that kind of thing? Well, speaking of the ends, there's a couple of different endings that you can get. So one of the endings to the whole is game, you mean? To the whole game. There's uh, five endings in total. Two of them are DLC, so I'm not going to talk about them. Um, yeah. The first ending is the Hollow Knight. This is the default one. Um, there's certain charms that you get, which change how you have sort of like how the game ends, and depending on who you've talked to, and depending on how you've acted. Um, so the first one, the pale knight, uh, the Hollow Knight dies, and the knight, your character, just absorbs the infection into themselves. Uh, they're sealed in the black egg, and that ends it. That's so, it. So does the infection get ended on the other people? We don't know. Again, it, it, it's all super abstract, and it no, because it doesn't expand on it. It literally the end of the <coughs> game is it zooming out from the black egg, and that's it. It's, that, that, that's really interesting to me because, like, yeah, you absorb the god, but do you actually help other people? Mm-hmm. The second ending is actually a bit more interesting. Um, near the end of the fight, Hornet, who you make friends with, comes in and fractures the Hollow Knight shell. Um, if the knight strikes the boss enough times while they are restrained, or the knight takes too much damage, time to use the Dream Nail, they break free. Hornet, Hornet becomes unconscious and the fight continues. This triggers an ending where, in addition to the ending of the first event, Hornet is also sealed inside, the shape of her head appearing on the door as a new dreamer. So that's a little bit of an extension. The okay. third one is the most interesting to me, which is an ending entitled Dream No More. While Hornet has the Hollow Knight pinned down in the previous ending, you use the Dream Nail, which is the one that allows you to access dreams, on them. The Knight will then be transported inside the Hollow Knight's mind to challenge the Radiance directly. You then go into a crazy hard boss fight against the Radiance themselves, where you fucking kill the Radiance. Kill a god. You kill a god, because another thing to note is that at some point it's possible to become kind of a god. They call you the void creature because you become the kind of commander of the void. It's really weird. <laughs> I like it. Um, so yeah, at the end of the fight, the Hollow Knight returns as a shade that rips open the Radiance's face, allowing the knight to lash at her until she's dragged into the void and banished. After the Radiance is defeated, the infection is purged and the Black Egg vanishes from the temple. Hornet wakes up to find the knight's shell broken in half implying the knight has either died or returned to the void. There's also a final bit where the void pool can be seen with a whole bunch of shades coming out of it, and they're your siblings and you and the Hollow Knight, all as shades returning to the void. Hmm. Um, and it's called Dream No More because, as said, the Radiance uh, feasts on creatures' dreams, and so therefore, Dream No More. So you've killed, you've killed, all the, you killed the Radiance and yes. you return to the void? Yes. So well, that's kind of, I guess that's the ideal ending. It, yeah, it, it requires the most work because yeah. you have to do the extra boss D fight plus there's a thing called the void heart which allows you to kind of become the commander of the void and right. also make friends with your sister does that um, does that um does that end do we know if that ends the the it says on the wiki that it uh the infection is purged okay. i don't know if that means that the other ones don't but yeah, I guess so the that other one ones definitely just that one definitely does end the infection though. That one definitely does. You kill the fucking source of it, yeah. so I'd imagine so. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, again, a lot of the stuff isn't described. The time in between mm. when the infection spreads out of the creature, like, is is during the time when it's properly sealed inside the vessel? Is it sucked away? Is it all that sort of stuff? Yeah. So, a, a very interesting lore from my perspective in terms of the fact that it's very speculative and built almost essentially entirely from the community who have dealt so much time into it yeah mm. and, and i think they've done a really good job and and i think you've done a really good job explaining it because it makes a lot of sense in my mind that you've done it but i guess it would be like it just having 
uh, like how you've described the world, it'd be really hard to piece it together yourself just by mm-hmm. yeah. take a long time. And one of the other things is if you are interested in this sort of stuff, there are videos on YouTube. There's this, uh, this, the amount of lore I've described here, there are videos that are like four minutes long, which essentially do the same job as what I've done here. Um, I literally want to go play Hollow Knight. <laughs> there's also an hour and a half long video of a guy called Mossbag. If you look at Mossbag on YouTube, he is like the YouTube keeper of the lore for Hollow Knight. He does a really good oh. job. Um, he's the one who refuted the MatPat video in a public video. That's got a lot of views. Um, oh. he, he's, he's really, really good at doing this sort of stuff. And a lot of stuff that he describes is really cool. Fun fact, the hot, the pale King had five defenders called the five great knights. And one of them is a guy called, I don't remember his name, but essentially after the pale King disappears, he goes into the sewers and turns into the dung knight and becomes a shit boy and makes statues of his friends out of poo. Nice. That's not a joke. That's just part of the game. Also, he's one of the easiest bosses in the game. I, love I had it. such an easy time it. with him. <laughs> I love that man. You can basically just bounce on his head and he just dies. It's fine. So have you have you completed the game, guy? I've gotten to okay. So the game has divergent paths. One of the, the path that I'm on right now is to make friends with hornets that I can get the full ending because I want to finish the whole thing. Yeah. The problem was that I got to that part where I was fighting Hornet and the final fight with Hornet, and it, it's really hard. And I keep dying to it. So I gave up on it for a couple of months, and now I'm stuck at a boss fight that I can't beat. <laughs> uh, so yeah. during the the recording of this lore, I've while I was writing this script, I went back in and played, started playing it again from a new file. And it's really funny coming across random tablets. And when you've had all this explained to you, it makes so much more sense. Like I found the Green Path one that says, you know, she dreamed us into this land and we are waiting for our call to return. Like, it, I, I'm like, that's un, she's dreaming about this and all that sort of stuff. But when I first read it in the game, I was like, skip. It's like, <laughs> who? What? Okay. So, was that three endings? There's only three endings? There's five, but two of them are DLC. So ah, they okay, weren't originally sorry. planned. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Okay. Um, the, the other two have to do with the Crimson Heart from the Grim Troop, which I think has something to do with the way that the Hollow Knight's absorbed. And then the other one is from Godkeeper, which I think just extends it. So you just keep killing more gods. I'm not 100% sure both of those are <laughs> off my All right, um, Big Slug, you're next. No, <laughs> don't kill Ung. Don't kill, kill Ung. the Big Slug. I love Ung. Master Hollow Knight, what are we going to do? No, no, leave Ung alone. <laughs> Basically, in the Godseeker one, you actually go into the Pantheon and basically just fight harder versions of all the bosses and you kill what are called Pantheons of Gods. There's five Pantheons in total and you just got to go through them. That sounds really fun. (laughs) It's really good. One of the other things about the game is that it's focused on sort of Hollow Knight-style gameplay in terms... Not Hollow Knight. Um, Dark Souls-style gameplay where it's like the creatures in between aren't specifically that hard if you don't focus you'll probably get beat the shit out of by them but you can also just run by them the main challenge are the main bosses who have sort of phases and abilities and other stuff a lot of them and you get boxed into like a rectangular room and sometimes it can get real fucking annoying i can't remember what it was called i remember there was a similar game but it was literally the entire game was just boss fights to- Titan Souls. Titan Souls. That's it. Yeah. I know. I know my games, my oh, dude. That's. Uh, I, I like that idea because it's cool. Different puzzles. With each have their own little gimmick. You got to do is really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they are interesting. Not a lot of the ones in Hollow Knight are about sort of figuring out the gimmick. A lot of them are just sort of hitting them right. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. I'm not. I'm um, not it's a big still fan. an exceptionally good game. I I personally very much love it. I actually one of the funniest things was the other day I was at work and my manager goes, hey. I saw you had a Switch uh, you were playing, and I was playing Animal Crossing on my break. Why <laughs> nice. Um, you nerd. And he goes, oh, have you played um, a game on the Switch? Uh, it's called um, uh, Hollow Knight. And I was like, 
Uh, <laughs> played it on sure, PC. It's very sure, sure, surely this is when you recommend him to yes. Living by Law podcast. <laughs> uh, this is what yeah. we call at Living by Law. And uh, if you guys didn't know, we're at Living by Law at Facebook and uh, Twitter at Living by Law. I can put a poster up in my break room. God, <laughs> yes, do it. Surely, surely. Yes. Well, one of the guys at work has already fa- already knows about it, and he described. He said, "I said, which episode did you listen to?" And he said, "The nerdy one." And I was like, that, "That tells me literally <laughs> nothing." All of them. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, it was like the one. It had like a really like fantasy world." And I'm like, "Go on." <laughs> That's all of them. Thank you. Keep describe. It's probably my. It's um, probably Keys of the Kingdom. That's the first one. Everyone listened to that one. I, I said Keys of the Kingdom to him. He's like, "No." I'm like, all right. "What?" <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, it's all very good. Oh, yeah. Is the Arthur? Yeah. No, no, no. Did you have any other questions about any <laughs> of the groups or anything like that? Um. So, so the mantises. Does the mantises have a god? Mantises don't have a god. The god is the blade. Um. When yeah, you fight okay. the mantises in the boss fight, they come up and challenge you one by one, and then the final phase of the boss fight is all three of them going at you at the same time, and you have to just like, like kill them. Okay. Um. And the spiders, yeah. the spider, how do, like, I feel like the spiders is like a really cool little bit that's never really, like, what do you, what do you do? do you go they to- have an area which is a bunch of hanging houses in deep nest, but again, they're sort of meant to be the feral dark sort of underground of it. Mm. So there isn't much society and structure and therefore not much recorded about them because oh, they're not a civilized society. One of the other funny bits in the city of tears, there is a specific bit where they talk about the history. They record that the weavers gate. So weavers are different from spiders, um, gave them a whole bunch of silk paper essentially to write history on. Problem is it became the city of tears. So it started fucking raining. No. So of course all the paper, Gone. Yep. So, so, so there could be so a lot who, more lore if the goddamn if they didn't start because all the rest of it's on stone tablets and stuff. Who are the mm. weavers? The weavers are a group from faraway travelers who move into deep nest because they kind of chill with the spiders. I don't know if that's because their physiology is similar. It is. Um, but as in like the physiology is similar. Um, but for whatever reason, they end up in there. Um, they are spider-like creatures who have the ability to sort of weave their silk into sigils and stuff. Whenever you find a dreamer, you can attack them, but this sort of glyph appears over them that, like, protects them. Um, There's other ones. For example, when you go to the weaver's area in the game, there's actually another glyph that's in progress of being weaved. Um, It's, like, a big thing, and it possibly was going to go over the egg, or it might have gone over somewhere else. The thing is that they immigrated to the um, deep nest, and they've gone by the time we get back. So, okay. There's not much else to be said on that one. It's it's yeah. There 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 a lot of parts of this law is as said very mysterious again. So it, it's it's hard to sort of draw cut, like strong conclusions. Yeah. My sort of idea would be that perhaps they're uh, a distant cousin of the spiders. They're a more evolved version that have left Holiness, created their own society and then come back whether that's through the intelligence of another god or whatever else. Again, a lot of it's very yeah, up in the air, vague, sort of non-specific, which sucks in terms of trying to make a conclusive law and having satisfying endings to a lot of these things. But yeah, something else, if you are interested in any specific groups and you're listening rather than hosting, um, the page on the Hollow Knight wiki called Law essentially can direct you to everything. There are areas that have full descriptions. There's the groups all have full descriptions. Um, or you, got, other- or you can play the game. The game doesn't give yeah. you the most lore, though, because the other thing is that these guys, the people on the wiki, 
commendable, like incredibly commendable effort have made this incredibly easy to read and understand set of That's things. Fair. It's yeah. yeah. This this script actually was me copying the law summary page, which is about four paragraphs and just extending bits that I found interesting. Fair enough, fair okay. Enough. Okay. Well, that, it's really but, cool. <laughs> yeah, the wiki people and people do a great job. And a lot of people do like so so much work on that kind of stuff. It helps. Oh, uh, wiki people, you make you make our jobs wiki so easy. Wiki people <laughs> are the best. I love wiki people. Yeah. Literally, we're like. And of course, like whenever, whatever topic I do, I, I obviously I, I've played the game or done the research, read the book, whatever it is. But like wiki people make my my life especially so much easier. Holy shit! I will say my next episode will would not happen without the wiki because <laughs> un, unlike Middle Earth, where I can just get out the Silmarillion and I have my pocket wiki for for, for the next topic, there's just nah, there's no books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Any other questions about any groups? Any um, gods? I, I think, yeah. The only things that would really be questions are more just sort of like about the actual game more than the lore, I guess. Yeah, so just as so, a summary of the game, yeah. essentially you start off coming into uh, the Howling Cliffs. You then come into an area called Dirtmouth, which is like a shitty town that's like sort of the last remaining bit of civilization. There's an old man who's chilling there and every NPC that you meet who's still sort of conscious ends up going back there becoming shopkeepers or other things um from there you then head into the forgotten crossroads from there it kind of depends on what path you take usually you, I'm, the way that i've done it is going to green path because mm. green path is accessible one of the things that is also interesting is that you can't ex- access a lot of it because you need a couple of upgrades there's the mothwing cloak which allows you to dash in midair which lets you get much further um, right. there's the mantis claw which allows you to do wall jumps which just mm-hmm. lets you go vertically infinite provided there's a wall and okay. sometimes in places like the howling cliffs allows you to go back out which lets you get some pretty interesting areas. Um, there's the... Oh, I don't know what it's called. It's like the Shade Cloak, which lets you go through shade barriers. The Void can manifest itself in, like, barriers and stuff, and that's in front of some areas. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them are found in different places. The Mantis Claw is obviously found in the Mantis Village, which is attached to Green Path. Uh, the Mothwing Cloak, you get off Hornet after one of the fights. The uh, There's a Dash Crystal Attack, which you get out of Crystal Mines. Some point during the um, City of Tears expansion, the... the um, Pale King just decided, hey, let's start mining these crystals that are apparently full of magic energy. Um, there's also a lot of things that have to do with soul. You heal yourself with soul. All creatures are imbued with soul. So when you kill the infected creatures, you get a refill on it. Right. Um, and you can use this to cast magical you know, spell balls or you can uh, use it to heal yourself or use it to do a downward dash. There's a wizard that you fight at one point. Um, so the complexity and sort of weirdness of it, a lot of it, it was also enjoyable to experience and kind of, realize as you play it so i'm leaving that a little bit open as much as the yeah, being yeah. a little bit ruined but the other thing is i played through most of this game and had literally zero idea what was going on i don't think that it mm. ruined my experience at all to not know this sort of stuff yeah no um, is is the soul kind of the opposite of the void or is they not so soul and yeah so that, that's pretty pretty good analogy for what it is soul is the creature's mind and will essentially okay. so when you're <laughs> killing creatures you are sort of taking their mind and will for your own and soul magic is sort of forbidden by the pale king um it's one of the things that gets people chucked out of the city there's uh, a group of snails called oh, i don't remember their name it's but they are oh, snail shamans the snail shamans they're very cool they magic yeah. they wield soul and they teach you how to use a dash attack i think or maybe they teach you how to heal i don't remember it's kind um, of like necromancy kind of like life magic Precisely. So it's forbidden for that obvious reason. Mm. Um, there are also a group of wizards who live in the city. 
again, one of the other problems with talking about this is the specifics of it are very vague, apart from the fact that if you use soul, you get kicked out of the city. But there is a group of wizards in the city who harness soul and get driven mad by it. So how that happened, I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, yeah, so soul is another part of it again. Well, again, um, we don't know how long the Pale Knight has not, has not been around. So. Precisely. How long that time period is exactly. extremely vague. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's a couple of bits in the game like that. There's interactions with creatures. There's a guy called Mr. Mushroom who, if you talk to him in the right order, um, you get an achievement which says you p- aid the passing of the herald. And the final scene of the game, no matter what ending you get, is Mr. Mushroom flying through the air. So again, a lot of very vague, unexplained stuff. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Mr. What? Mushroom is a cur- Mr. Mushroom is a cursed creature. If you look up a photo of him, he's the dopiest looking piece of shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Wait, oh, so he just no. flies away. He just, <laughs> he just flies away. From what? He what looks do you so mean? dopey. You, we don't know. What do you say It's to entirely him? unexplained. The achievement is called Aid the Passing of the Herald, but there's no explanation for it. Mr. Mushroom, Hello Knight. Oh my God, I love him. He's so cursed. He's so I cool. I love him. He's so dumb. So yeah, there's a lot of parts of the game where it's not to the core lore, so I didn't try and expand it too much because again there's a lot of speculation involved and it's also something that's really cool to experience as you play the game why does he look like a blobfish if it had a mushroom <laughs> he looks like squidward if it was a oh mushroom. my god <laughs> um yeah so a lot of cursed bits and pieces uh is there anything else uh moss prophet um there's a nail uh guy uh the nail forge who essentially will make the per- he wants to make the perfect uh nail and ends up there's a you find one of the perfect soul soul nails uh, underneath him as he's dead hanging from the ceiling like over this nail. Um, there's a guy called the dead. mask, oh, the mask maker, the mask crafter, and he is possibly a void creature, and he just makes masks that these creatures use. Again, a, a lot of this stuff doesn't link directly to the law, and hmm. it doesn't have any explainable meaning or anything to extend on other than saying those sentences that I just said. So yeah, yeah there is some, well it's like there are some things in our history, there's some things in every world that like you just can't explain. Yeah, it would it would fit more into like a fun facts sort of yeah. episode. Maybe like I could do a section like that next time, but it yeah. And I might extend on this by going into the DLCs or other bits and pieces okay. if we need a filler episode, but you know, that's that sort of that's stuff interesting. is all interesting. No. So yeah, thank, I think that just about does it. Thank you, guy. That was a really interesting one. I awesome. like I like no this worries. new type of like, uh, law that's been built around like different like different things built together. You don't actually have a like, solid law. Mm. Video games are an incredibly powerful storytelling mechanism, and people who are in the art games industry will tote it as an art mm. form, which oh, it abs- I absolutely oh, support yeah. it being. Um, but yeah, it, it's an incredibly interesting way to tell stories through games. Um, role playing games have known this for a very long time, mm. and video games are now totally embracing that full lore. If you like Dark Souls wiki or Hollow Knight wiki, example. It's so much um, powerful. Like, it's so powerful. It's like reading it. It's like you it, people reading put themselves in there. People watching a movie, they kind of distance them. When you're a character in a game, the only other step from there is like VR when you're actually physically well, but, experiencing it. And the other part of it that makes it more powerful is if it's in a like a book, like the Silmarillion, it's like a lore dump. It's there to be lore. Whereas yeah. in a game, you can leave a corpse off to the side and it sort of creates a question. It yeah. creates a, a f- space that can be filled. And if you link enough of that together, holy night. Yeah, like mysteries and games. I played I played The Witcher 3. Uh, the Witcher, uh, what I, call it? I think it was Witcher Three, but like, and some of the question, the side quests you do in that game are so interesting. You see, you find so much lore mm. behind them, and it's just like, mm. like what happened here, and undiscovering it is just so cool. 
I will I will quickly add on. I I still I still agree with you, but the Silmarillion, bear in mind, that wasn't necessarily ever meant to be released. That was more just Tolkien's secret notes that he had for the backbone of his world, no. and then the book, The for Lord sure. of the Rings, was more the presentation, and there's lots of, like, mystery hooks and stuff in mm. there, obviously. But, but when it when it presents yeah. history quite often, it has to be presented as history or as a conversation about history. It can't be sort of left for the player to interpret mm. because mm. that you, you can't leave anything in a book. It has to be a part of a sequence. So it, it plays differently yeah, is yeah. more the point. Yeah. And you can't oh, yeah, in sure. a book it's hard to just miss something, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, they have I mean, to depends stay. Depends on how you read a book. Actually, I was just reading like the well, I was just I listened to the audiobook of the Harry Potter, the um sixth one. And I love the part where he uses he uses the tiara, Ravenclaw's tiara to know to so he knows where his um book is in the room of yeah. requirement. And you're yeah, like, yeah. that's the, that's a Horcrux. Get it, Harry, quickly. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Harry! <laughs> Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> Matt, getting angry about Harry Potter in literally every episode of Living Metal or is one of the funniest things <laughs> I think we've Fletcher! Good <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. Um, Lovely. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for um, listening. We should, uh, we should, uh, Plug. We should plug. We uh, should always plug. <laughs> always plug. Um, live by law at uh, Twitter and on Facebook, and at living by law at Gmail. If you want to contact us, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, send us send us your emails. Send us emails. <laughs> um, <laughs> please tell. I the, I had a very existential thought last night while I was going to bed, which is the fact that we are going to at some point start running out of topics. Oh, there's like so many. How no? But think about the good ones versus the ones that are just sort of there. The ones that are rich and full of stuff, especially for me, because I'm mainly trying to focus on video games. I don't know why, but I just that just what interests me. Yeah. Um, and looking at the video games that have exquisite lore is like there's a limited pool of really good ones. So at some point it starts going turning. for quite a while. I know, but it's just an existential. So what we're of, saying is, guys, email us a world that you've created, bullshit. and we will present it. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, we'll copy edit your book <laughs> and critique it. You oh know God, what? You know no, what? If, if anyone really that. wants to do it, do um, it. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Oh, well, of course, guy, you'll never run out because you have got that Bionicles episode you've got to do. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it'll be good. Cthulhu and Bionicles will haunt me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Time. Well, if if you guys do have suggestions for episodes that you would like to see in the future, uh, leave it con comments on our Facebook or Twitter. We will we do read them, uh, or just send us a quick email, like what you, if you like. Um, and um, if it doesn't leave you much time, um, leave us a rating on iTunes is greatly appreciated. Our, our reviews help us be seen by other people. Help us do this more for you guys. Uh, we enjoy yes. it, but we want to do it more. How much of that sentence was English? I maybe talk a little too fast. Eighty percent of it. I'll talk slower. Please yes, leave us please a review. review us, please God review us on iTunes. Yes, we do it. Even if it's a bad one, just tell us what we're doing wrong. <laughs> we, we love to do it for you guys. Yeah. So let us. Ah, uh, we just love doing it. We just like talking to each other. I get to see your guys' faces now. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. this is I'm true. Seeing Jude in the middle of uh, the Lord of the Rings. He's just sitting in the Lord of the Rings in Gondor. No, Gondor. Hey, Mordor, that's Mordor. I'll be honest, I only recognise it because Jude told me what it was at the very beginning of the call. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Living by the Law. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends. The link is in the description, and thank you in advance. Also, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Living by the Law to keep updated on all the latest about our podcast. We have been, and always will be, Living by the Law. Thank you for your company, and good night.